Welcome to the Gear Horrors Podcast. In this week's episode, our very own Mark Olson is sitting down and talking with local restaurant owner Nick Sanford from Toss and Fire Pizza. Well, Nick is a customer of ours here at Gear Horrors, and we couldn't have thought of a better time to have had him on the podcast as he's getting ready to open his second brick-and-mortar location right here in Camillus, New York. And we're just thrilled to be doing business with Nick, and we're just as thrilled to see his progress and his success over the years right here in central New York. It is absolutely amazing and a great restaurant. So if you're in the area, make sure you head over. You can find them at a number of locations with their food trucks. You can also find them their first brick and mortar right in North Syracuse and coming in November, their second in Camillus, New York. So go check out Toss and Fire Pizza. Well, without further ado, here's this week's episode between Mark Olson and Nick Sanford. Well, welcome, Nick. Uh, this is Nick Sanford from Toss and Fire. Uh, I'm Mark Olson with the Gear Hearts Podcast. Uh, we're here on a beautiful sunny day in upstate New York at our Gear Hearts location. So thank you very much, Nick, for coming. And Thanks for having me. Time. Appreciate it. So Toss and Fire, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so uh, we're a wood fire pizzeria uh, catering company. Uh, we started as a with like a pole behind food trailer uh, with a wood fire oven on it uh, about five and a half years ago. Um, going to different events, farmers markets and coffee houses and breweries and just wherever people have kind of let us set up, um, which then kind of turned into catering weddings and doing concerts and different bigger events, festivals and all that kind of stuff. Um, and we've been out in North Syracuse almost four years now with our brick and mortar location and are working on opening our second location out in Camillus. So so. What started it? Like, you know, I was, uh, we, we did one last week and glazed and confused. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, I was coming home from Rehoboth Beach and they had stopped at a donut place every yeah, day yeah. and got donuts. Yeah. And yeah. that kind of started their mind thinking and, and put it in motion. What started your so passion I've, for it? I've always been a big, huge fan of pizza. Uh, my first job when I was a kid, I'm, I'm from Connecticut originally. My first job when I was a kid, I, 14 years old, I started working at a pizza shop, uh, bussing tables learned like the whole business like so eventually i would started busing tables then i started answering phones and i started working in the back kitchen um it was a really busy place so like we literally had people who only cut pizzas that was their only job they like they came out of the oven they cut them so i did that first because is this place coal fired only isn't there some uh, famous there coal? are a lot of places that are yeah. coal fired but i unfortunately didn't work there no yeah. uh there's peppies which is the big that's famous it. one my yeah. neighbor's mother works there and she's worked oh my there God, for that's 30 amazing. years yeah and that's all she, yeah. she's a waitress and she i love said, it it's amazing yeah, yeah it's it's easily one of my favorite places in connecticut mm-hmm. so my first job was in a pizza shop i, I did that for about six years from the time i was 14 till i was 20 um i ended up going to like culinary school and restaurant management school and uh, at that point like I wanted to get some different experience and, and do something other than pizza. So I, I got a job at like a fine dining seafood restaurant and I did that for a while. Uh, and eventually, uh, started working for Panera cause you know, a lot of people find out that there's not a lot of money in, in cooking and restaurants and yeah. there's more money in management. So I, I, uh, had gone to school for it. I had a little bit of kitchen management experience, ended up getting a job at Panera Worked there for a couple of years and uh, found myself in upstate New York, transferred up here with the company. Um, my my wife had family here. We just love the area. So we, we moved up here. It's 
it's like seven, seven years ago now, something like that. Um, and I was working for Panera and I was like, I don't really like working for Panera anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, realized that there was nobody doing mobile wood fire pizza in the Syracuse area. And when I lived in Connecticut, it was like a huge thing. There was like 20 or 30 pizza trucks in the area. Like it was just every pizza restaurant had a, had a pizza truck. Like it was just crazy. Um, so I was here and I'm like, why did, why is nobody doing this? Like other than like the weather, there's really no reason to not be, yeah. not have a mobile wood fire pizza truck. So yeah. I, I, uh, I spent about a year researching it and, uh, eventually ended up finding a pull behind trailer and we, we had it custom built and, and started, started doing it. Yeah. yeah. How, uh, how was that first? I know I listened to the podcast that, that I first met you. Uh, and for our listeners, literally and Nick and I just met, you yeah. know, you know, other than I've heard you on the radio with Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that was a great story because you know what? We look at it from, we're like, why do they do it that way? Yeah. And then after listening to your story, I'm like, because that's the only way that they knew how to or they could do, yeah. you know. So how did you learn about the equipment you needed or what you wanted? Was it just prior experience? Yeah, at the so place? I mean, uh, with the wood fire ovens, I had actually never worked with a wood fire oven until I, un- well, not ever. I, I like tried some out and mm-hmm. used them then, but like I yeah. had never actually worked exclusively with a wood fire oven. Yeah. So I, I had tried different ovens out and I went and I tested out like different brands that made different ovens and stuff um, and talk to people who had been doing it in other parts of the country. There's like groups on Facebook, which have been extremely helpful, yeah. uh, especially getting started. I was able to like kind of, kind of pick their brains and get, get some information about it. But um, I, I found the company. It was a, one of it was it had really good reviews and it was a price thing too. It was a, it was cheaper to get like a pull behind trailer instead of like a big food truck or an enclosed trailer or any of that kind of stuff. So that's how we kind of, kind of went with that. Um, and then just kind of use my pizza knowledge and spent a lot of time testing out dough and testing out different toppings and all that kind of stuff until, until we, you know, I knew what I was doing, or at least I felt like I was kind, kind of knew what I was doing. Yeah. Have you ever been down to Chow in Ithaca? I have not. So no. he has a wood fire. It was one of the first ones I ever did. Mm-hmm. And it's weird for my first probably 10 years, 12 years, nobody bought a wood fired pizza. Yeah. Oven yeah. Over even. And now literally, I think we're on our third or fourth one this year. Yeah. That I believe it. In because, yep. and they're the wood gas assist with wood yep. or straight wood. Mm-hmm. But he, he bought one and he literally for like three weeks, just made pizza and worked on it and mm-hmm. tried it and made pizza. And, and I, yeah. I was like, this gotta be cost him a fortune. But he said yeah. to me, Mark, if I don't get it right from the day one, when they come in, yeah. I won't get them back. So yeah. I, it's worth spending money on dough and, yeah, and the oven sure. and the wood. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it was an interesting process. Do you have that same process where you have to, cause each oven is a little different. Correct? Yeah. Right? So, um, you know, our first oven was a, uh, it was from a place out in Texas. Um, they're imported ovens, but the place that made them, it was called Breadstone Ovens that did it. So that's where we bought our first trailer from. I actually ended up, I, I buy Pavese ovens now. I've been a huge fan of them since we got our first one in the North Syracuse restaurant. Um, we actually ended up putting the same kind of oven on our food truck that we built about two years ago. Um, so it's been, you know, it's been trial and error. It's been like, you know, what works, what doesn't work and, and mm-hmm. figuring out that, you know, our systems, our, our recipes, our, all that kind of stuff. But as I was getting started, I just invited friends and family over and was like, all right, I need you to try this because I'm thinking about starting a pizza truck. (laughs) And they would be like, you're crazy. And I'm like, I know (laughs) when I would just like make, I had a little, uh, backyard, uh, 
it was like a stone, I don't even remember what it was, a baker stone box it was called. And it would mm-hmm. sit on my grill and I would put my grill on for 30 minutes and get it as hot as possible. And it would get up to like 700 degrees or so inside of the box. And then I'd be able to cook like a, like a two minute pizza. Mm-hmm. And that's how I would like test out our dough recipe and our different combinations and stuff like that. I would just have like pizza parties at home. So your home was yeah. like your prep kitchen. You were Pretty prepping much, yeah. everything for the yep. trailer? Yep. So now where's everything done out of North Syracuse? Everything's done out of North Syracuse. Yeah. So like we had a commissary. Once we started, like once we actually had a trailer at that point, we had to have a commissary kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, so we worked out of a bakery where we made our dough and we, and we prepped ingredients and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's how we originally started. And then I actually rented space from the guys at recess coffee in their commercial, in their like commercial kitchen they have at their headquarters. Mm-hmm. Um, so we used to, we made our dough there for, for, I don't know if it was one or two seasons, um, before we ended up going into North Syracuse and having our own, our own kind of space. So we have three mobile units. We have three now. Yes. Yeah. So we have two trailers and a food truck. I'm on it. I don't know yeah. how I'm on it cause I'm not great with social media, but mm-hmm. I get a, I think it's on Twitter. Where I see where you're going. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yep. says in the saber. How does somebody do that? How do they go about requesting? Like uh, when we had Paul on from Glazed and Confused, he said that a lady had called and wanted a hundred dozen delivered to yeah. you know a hundred different houses in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and he said then it just took off from there. Oh my gosh, just, yeah. Is that the same thing where people so see you and just call you? Or? What happened to us is we had a guy, a, a friend of mine lives in Camillus, and someone in his neighborhood in his homeowners association reached out to me. And was like, hey, we want you to come to our neighborhood and you can like set up in my driveway and sell pizza to my neighbors. And I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I mean, COVID had just happened. Like it was, so this was April. So it was like the first week of April. We were a couple weeks into it. And he was like, will you come set up? And I was like, yeah, I'm using this program called Street Food Finder. We had been using it on the truck prior to, um, to everything happening. And I was like, I think it would work really well for this. You give people a link, they can order, they get a pickup time, they can come pick up. So it's all contactless and like everything kind of works. So we did it. It went well. I took a picture of the truck in this guy's driveway. I posted it on my Facebook that, that it was, uh, that we were doing driveway service. We're calling it pizza truck driveway service. And literally the thing went out to like, I don't even, I think it was 90,000 people or a hundred thousand people. The post basically went like viral locally and it got shared and commented on so many times. And like we were, we couldn't, we couldn't even respond to the amount of people that were contacting us. And we ended up doing for, for the last four or five months, we've been doing neighborhoods every week um, all over central New York. Do you see that something that might continue even though, even when we get out of this? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that, that it'll be like a portion of our, of our business, uh, going forward, like doing like these neighborhood, like block party kind of things where they, you know, they bring a food truck in and maybe they get someone to play acoustic music and they can, you know, and they do a thing with their neighborhoods. Cause a lot of these neighborhoods are really, are really close together. They have these Facebook groups and they all know each other and it's, you know, it's just like a good community thing. Because these, what? when you bought these trucks or started, it wasn't for that, you know, and to go no, into the neighborhood. No, not at all. It was no. more geared towards, you know, festivals. and Festivals, you know. catering, um, you know, weddings, graduations, uh, corporate events. That's like, that's really our, our, like the intent of the, of the food trailers and trucks. Um, and then going to places like breweries and, and stuff like that. So. Is there, do you, you I, I, we know it's coming back and it'll come back. Hmm? But is this something that you might need to get another truck for to handle? 
you know, neighborhoods and stuff like that? Have you thought about it? I don't that? think so. I mean, we, yeah. so we, I mean, we're operating through, I never intended to even have three, to be honest. So I, I bought the food truck and I was, my intention was always to sell one of the trucks and just have two because uh-huh. it's just, a, it's just a lot of, of, you know, back back end work to to schedule and coordinate and all these things for these different events and stuff mm-hmm. um i'm gonna keep three now at this point because we've been using three and it, it just it just kind of makes sense for where we are yeah um but what we end up doing is we kind of pick and choose events a little bit more instead of just doing everything that yeah. comes our way yeah um but yeah i don't i don't think i don't think we'll, we'll add another one anytime soon especially with with everything going on with getting camillus ready yeah well, it's so weird because we've had three you know we've had chris biley from og and exo taco mm-hmm. we've had paul on from uh, glazing confusion now you and all three of you have kind of <laughs> you're busy you yeah mean, you'd like yeah. to be busier obviously with the catering and the other sure. things but yeah. you guys are all busy mm-hmm. i mean and and you're getting in and going in your second location now in camillus mm-hmm. how did you say okay I, I, north syracuse is doing great i'm doing good with the things i'm I'm ready for another one. How did, how did that process happen in your mind? Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's been in the back of my head for a little bit. I mean, we're, we're about to hit year four in, in, or, or we're about to be four in North Syracuse. Right. Um, and we've, we've gone to Camillus for events and different stuff. And we've always just had a really, really great kind of reaction and turnouts wherever we go and all this kind of stuff. And it's just, we've built like this, this fan base, in that area for a long time. Um, we've been, we've been going to Camilla since year one. We used to do a farmer's market on West Genesee street there. Um, we've been, we go to local through and five brewery all the time. Um, we're just in that area a lot. It's far enough away from North Syracuse that it's like not the same market. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not, we're not taking customers from ourselves. Yeah. Um, and it just, the, the location became available and it, it just made sense for us to do it. It, 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 I looked at it, and when I drove by, I was like, "I don't know." But then, then we did the brasserie out there. Yeah, she's doing. She before COVID, she was going to expand, and yeah, she yeah. was doing very well. And then there's the movie theater, the where you can eat, and that yeah. oh, seemed yeah. to be doing pretty well. Yeah. And then you looked at the senior housing they put, and I'm like, "This is." And then we did the hotel, and I'm like, yeah. "This is really going to be a viable option." Yeah, and yeah. it's a it's a nice spot. It's yeah. a nice spot. It's a busy spot. It's 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 nice vis- visibility from the highway there like it's just it's oh, we got costco there which everybody loves mm-hmm. um so i mean i when we announced it i was really nervous <laughs> i was just nervous i mean i'm just a nervous person in general that yeah. like you know anything we do is just it's just nerve-wracking um and we announced it and the response has been like incredible yeah. I and mean, it's been people are people are really excited about it so it's amazing too because we're so lucky in this area to have such great pizza. When you think yeah, about for sure. when people say, Oh, we're not lacking. You oh, know no. I mean, you might have to go a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I live in Fayetteville and before we had one and mm-hmm. pizza hut and then pizza Hut closed and everybody was like, Oh, and then one other moved in and now we're mm-hmm. like, okay. But I've heard from, you know, Scott at the owner of Gerhardt's out in Baldwinsville, there's like five or six different, you know, yeah. and you oh, can yeah. literally, you know, mm-hmm. and we're blessed in this area to have it. For sure. Do you see yourself going from two to three to four? To, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, yes and no. I mean, it, it we want to see what happens with two. We want to see how that, how that 
we're able to to go from one and take what we're doing and, and what we feel we're doing well in North Syracuse and and kind of do it in Camillus and 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 change it up a little bit too. You know, it's not going to be it's not going to be the exact same thing, but it's going to be a lot of the same things that people are used to that we do and mm-hmm. and uh, um so potentially. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I think there's definitely there's definitely the chance that that will that will eventually go go to a third and 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 maybe more. How did you find uh, the North Syracuse location? Did it? Uh, I drove by it and noticed that the place that was in there was like never open normal hours and uh, ended up contacting uh, a friend of mine who does like commercial real estate. And he's like, oh, I know the landlord. I'll, I'll send him a message. And it turned out that they were they were on their way out. We were actually looking for a commissary kitchen. We weren't even looking to open a restaurant. We wanted a commissary kitchen for our for the food trailers. We had We had just gotten the second trailer we were doing it was the first season of the amphitheater so we were doing these big amphitheater shows we were doing weddings and we had done the fair for the first time we were doing all this stuff and we needed like we needed a home base like it was just great we were working out of a out of a small space inside of recess's commercial kitchen like we needed space for our stuff and we just didn't really have it mm-hmm. um so i was looking for commissary kitchens it was already a pizza shop. It had a dough mixer. It had a gas oven. It had a walking cooler and all this stuff it was all included in the rent. The rent was relatively inexpensive. And I was like, I mean, it's great visibility on the street. I was like, yeah. I don't know that I'm ready to open a restaurant, but let's, uh, let's, let's take us, yeah. take it for a spin. How many and, seats and is we it? did. Uh, I mean, now we, okay. we have the whole building now. Oh. So we only, we started with half the building, uh, cause there was a Chinese restaurant next door. So when we started with half the building, we literally had like I think ten seats in there. It was it was it was almost exclusively takeout. Yeah. Um, then the place next door went out, and we ended up taking over the whole building, put in a dining area, added craft beer and wine. Um, so now it's kind of like it's really a restaurant where before it was mostly a takeout, and it was prepped for our trucks, and it was you know it was a it was a home base. What's so. that been like too? Because I always sit there. You didn't go to school, or you didn't get into construction, and you know, yeah. and all this stuff. I, yeah. What's that been like for you? I mean, has it been a learning thing, or do you kind of use the same people and well, help you along? Well, so I, I, I'm not like a like a builder by any means. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not like a physical labor kind of kind of guy. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a food person. Um, so I just try to find people that know what they're doing and and are good fits to work with me. Yeah. Um, and I've been fortunate to find like. One of my employees' dads is an electrician who's fantastic, and um, we had a, a great plumber who was a customer of ours that came in, found out he was a plumber, said, "If you ever need any help with anything, let me know." Yeah. We call him all the time if we run into something, you know, and and kind of made those relationships and got those key people in place to be able to help help with stuff. A friend of mine, Jeff, doesn't do it for a living, but is like insanely good with like everything, like mm-hmm. just just he's he can can do ceiling stuff he can do he knocked down walls for us he did you know he did yeah. all that kind of stuff so those people i always look at them and go how the hell yeah i don't like, I, just, I get so frustrated because i'm yeah. like i can destroy it yeah i can't put yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah i can put I a sledgehammer through yeah. it that's about it yeah. but yeah he, he kicked the he, he cut out a big portion of the wall to connect the two sides for us and then kicked it down i got a video of it it's no it good times but that relationship yeah. part is is important and i've been trying to say it to all the people here it's a our business and just like the restaurant, it's a relationship business. Yeah, you know, sure. like I go to the place every morning for coffee, not because they have the greatest coffee. It's because they're just, 
Mark, here's your con. And they're yeah. just nice and it's enjoyable. And it, yeah. to me, it's all about that relationship and it's about customer service. For sure. Service I mean, that's, I mean, that's the whole entire restaurant business. Yeah. And then that's taking it and using it in other kind of aspects of the restaurant business mm-hmm. in your relationships with your vendors, with your, with people you work with for construction for, you know, it's all, it's all, it's, I mean, you could say life is about relationships yeah, to, to, true. to, you know, for sure. What has been the biggest challenge in running, you know, now, you know, two locations soon to be, and then the, and the, and the three trucks, what is the biggest challenge you have every day or, I mean, it's always a learning curve. I mean, everything is, you know, we're, I always tell my employees that if we're not learning something new, then we're doing something wrong that we, that we should be, you know, it's, it's always taking the next thing that comes your way. I, I had my dough mixer broke yesterday. You know, that's a nice, nice, probably $1,500 fix coming our way. Mm-hmm. It's the stuff that it's the unknown, you know, it's the, what's going to happen next. What's going to, is there going to be a global pandemic? You know, what's going <laughs> to, yeah. How, how is it? I mean, we, I, I hesitate to bring it up sometimes because people get, you know, I don't want to talk. I'm done yeah. talking about it. But how has that affected your business? I mean, so uh, fortunately for us, I think that being that we were set up as mostly takeout when we first started, um, it was really easy for us to to make a shift to not really have not having dining. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we closed our dining room down. Our dining room became storage. Um, and we already had like multiple phones in place. The biggest thing we had to do was being able to like we had obviously we had an increase in volume for takeout right because there was only takeout mm-hmm. um we needed an online ordering system that was like the best decision i made was putting together an online ordering system right off the bat um we use square for like our credit card processing and stuff mm-hmm. so they have this great online ordering system that i was able to create myself i mean i did it overnight one night in like seven hours it took me a while mm-hmm. but like the fact that I was able to do that and not have to go and like hire somebody to put a site together and to do all this stuff, I was able to like add in images and like put it, you know, it took all my pricing and menu items and copied it over, put it onto the system. Now you go to our website, you click order online, our whole entire menu's on there, pictures of our food. It's all, it's all streamlined. You place an order, comes right directly through to our POS system. And they don't have to call and get put on hold and all that kind of stuff. So like on a busy like Friday or Saturday night, you can't get through on the phone. You place your order online and you're done. Um, So, I mean, it's been a lot of like pivoting to like have online ordering to do neighborhood service with the food trucks to just, I mean, we, you know, we lost, I I would say 60 or 70% of our weddings were were rescheduled or canceled that we had planned with the food trucks um we all of our big concerts that we do all of the big festivals that we do so all that kind of stuff was kind of gone so we had to figure out a way to to make it up um which between the neighborhoods and smaller weddings and smaller graduation parties and all that kind of stuff we were able to 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 kind of get it back so i've been saying out of out of this horrific pandemic Mm -hmm. something good's got to come up and that that will carry through yeah. that on, you know what I mean? That will be something that you'll use forever yeah. in all your locations. And yeah. Then- no, I mean, we'll, we'll have, we'll have online ordering for, yeah. for sure. I mean, it's, it's, it takes pressure off of the cashiers cause they don't have to answer as many phones. They're, you know, which me in turn, they're able to help customers more efficiently. They're able to, we're able to take more orders than we were before. I mean, we, yeah. you know, at some point you're gonna, you're gonna hit a max when you're answering a phone call 
going through a process, it, it, I mean, it probably takes 10, 20 times longer to place a f an order over the phone than it does to order online. Yeah. You know, you're always going to have phone orders because not everybody likes placing orders online. Right. But I think it's good to have options. I think that that's, I mean, we've built our business on having options, having yeah. things for for people who want gluten-free or want vegan or want, you know, want to sit down and dine, want to order it online, want to take it to go. You know, it's, it's, it's just important. Where do you get all your wood from? Uh, we have a guy out in like central square area that, that, uh, that like does all of our firewood and he, he delivers it for us and stacks it. And does he do the uh, Wegmans that, too? What was that? Does he do Wegmans too? Or I know, I don't think he does. Cause I've seen, uh. I know like we've done the, a, a bagel place in downtown Syracuse mm -hmm. and, and you know, where do we get the wood and the Scotch yeah. and Sterling has wood and yeah, yeah. it's becoming very popular. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Craftsman Inn gets a weekly, you know, so yep. we're sitting there saying, what, like, you know, people don't think about that when we're designing it, but yeah. where are you storing the wood? Where are yeah. you storing your ashes? Yeah, we were just you talking know? about about in Camillus, we don't have like a back area. We store the firewood in the back in North Syracuse, and we're like, mm -hmm. okay, well, where are we going to put the firewood? Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to put it inside, I guess, because yeah. we don't have anywhere else to put yeah. it. So we're going we're gonna to put like firewood racks basically in the dining room yeah. and or like in – it's not the dining room. It's like in part of the, the front area though. And like the firewood will just be part of the experience yeah. of coming to toss and fire. So. Have you seen water street bagel, what they do? Oh yeah. Yeah. They I have those hanging thing things. So cool. Yeah. yeah. You know what that I is? love water street. You know what that is? It's fire hose. It's four inch fire hose. Okay. And they just strap and it's just, yeah. it holds it. Yeah. It works. And, and yeah, they have yeah. a person and do the same thing, but mm -hmm. it's something to think about that. Yeah. I always thought the expense too. I mean, yeah. how many cords of wood do you go through in a year? A lot. I mean, we get, so, we got delivered yeah, Friday, like four cords, and that'll get us through for like another week or two. Like we get it every week, basically, or every other week, depending mm -hmm. on the time. But this time of year, we're using a lot more because of the food trucks. Yeah. Um, but we, we, yeah, we go through quite a bit. Yeah. yeah they're, they're big fans of me because they, they get a lot of business <laughs> out of us. So. Do you burn food, uh, wood at home in your house or no? Do no, you, no. I was going to say. No. I was talking about putting a wood fire oven. We're, we're we're moving into a new house and I was like, I want to put a wood fire oven in, but like, would I really use a wood fire oven? Probably not no. because I'm around them all the yeah. time. I'm not going to, I'm not going to yeah. want to use it. We did sell one, uh, one of the ovens to a, a pizza chain for his house. Oh yeah. And I was like, wow. You yeah. know what I mean? But he, we had uh, Woodstone here and the corporate chef came from mm -hmm. Washington. I, I don't even think she cooked a pizza. No. She was doing chicken. Oh, you can uh, do everything. Pastas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meatballs. Yep. Uh, sliders. I mean, the food that she was able to produce right. out of that oven was you can do absolutely amazing. Anything. You yeah. can bake bread. You can bake bagels. You can you can do pulled pork as the oven cools down overnight. You mm -hmm. could do. You can grill steaks. You get these like these inserts that you can put in your put in your oven and grill steaks. I mean, you could do, you could do anything. You could do yeah. all kinds of things, wood fired. It's, it's, I don't think it's a trend that's going to go away either. I think it's one of those things that it's a flavor profile. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's good. Yeah. It's just yeah, the way sure. it's meant to be. And so do you see your menu expanding to different areas? Like we were talking earlier before on air about chicken wings and what, what other things do you see adding on the menu to help? Yeah. I mean, we're always kind of trying different things and, and messing around with different different things. Wood-fired wings is something that I've wanted to do for a long time that I just haven't gotten like to the point where I feel comfortable about the execution. We can make them and they're delicious, but it's can we make them for a ton of people every day? That's like, you know, where we know pizza, we have a system for pizza. We, we you know, we operate a food in a tiny food truck kitchen 
at festivals with thousands of people. So we have like a streamlined system that works, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So we're, I think we're always going to be very pizza centric, um, but I'm always open to trying different things and, and utilizing the ovens and, and I'd love to like bake bread in the ovens and do stuff like that. It's just, we end up getting so busy doing what we do that it, that it, doesn't doesn't always work out yeah how's the labor market for you i know that's you know i'm talking to a lot of operators yeah. and they're still it's coming back yeah but they're still struggling have you had that i mean it's hard to find people it's it's i mean it's hiring staff is always probably i think you ask any restaurant owner ever any yeah. time of the year it doesn't matter what's going on in the world mm-hmm. it's extremely hard to find people that are going to enjoy what they do and put the passion that you put into what you do right um, we've been extremely fortunate to find really great people. Um, I snagged a couple of people that I worked with at Panera that have been with me for a couple of years now, and they were great to work with at Panera. They came and worked for me. They wanted to get out of that out of that business too, and and they love it. And they're they're you know they're bought into to our concept and what we do and our processes and yeah. you know all that kind of stuff. But it's hard. It's hard to find people. I mean, I'm honestly. We put out job ads for Camillus last week, and we've gotten a lot more applications than I thought we were going to get because I was mm-hmm. a little worried. Um, I think that we're we're fortunate to have like a good reputation about working for us too. Like people who work for us enjoy working for us, and it's I, we have a good you know like a good culture and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, have you taken some of that? Panera corporate stuff. Like I always, I worked for Compass Group for 15 years. Yeah, I used to work for here. Compass Group too. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. I like some aspects. Yep. And I, you know, they had a structure and they had a very good. Yep. They did. I didn't like you were a number and yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. But I get it. Yeah, I, I got well, it's it. It's a and massive corporation. Yeah, now. yeah, that's what it but is. But did you take some of those processes and you know, like for I know sure. with you know organization yeah. and management style yep. and, and sales techniques and all those things I learned with Compass mm-hmm. really do work. Yeah, you know, so. for sure. I mean, there's a. I I think that I've taken something from everything I've done. So I I um I was in the school lunch business for like a year and a half. I wasn't it. I I <laughs> I did that right in between the seafood restaurant and Panera. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't talk about it a lot. Yeah. Not because it was bad or anything. It's just, just, no. yeah. Um, I met some really great people. I, I thought Compass was a really good company. Um, but there's, I've definitely gotten like a piece of, of everything that I'm doing from everywhere I've been. You know, I've, I've got to see a lot. I've got to see independent operators. I've got to see these big corporations. I've got to see like, you know, how Panera deals with their managers and how, how, you know, it's just, I, I just think, I think it, it's been a good like way to like round out my knowledge of just like yeah. the general restaurant business. You know, you said something earlier about your employees and, 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 you know, they got to buy into it. And, yeah. you know, I had this saying, um, love what you do. You never work a day in your life. And sure. I say, yeah. I have a son who's in sales and I have another son. And I, I don't care what you do. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's garbage or, you know, whatever, yeah. being a nerd just want to go to work every day. Yeah. Do you see that with your, I mean, now you're going to have two managers or do you have a manager for the food trucks and a manager for North Syracuse? And so I have like a couple of different managers. My father-in-law works for me, um, as like a general manager and he, 
he right now he runs north syracuse but he's going to be in camilla's kind of most of the time but he'll split his time up a little bit Mm -hmm. um and i have some other like some other managers have been with me for a while and and some shift supervisors and so we generally promote from within like we get people who come on board and i mean it's really easy to tell the people who are who are into what they're doing and and really enjoy what they're doing and and you know like i said i've been extremely fortunate um to get a really good group of group of staff um when we first started, what I used to do is like, I would only hire people that like someone knew. So like my, my cousin Catherine works for me and I hired like four of her friends and they also work for me. And this is going on almost six years now. And they're, I mean, they're all in college now. They started right when they were 16. Mm -hmm. They're all in college now. They're all fantastic workers. They love, they love the product. They love, like they just, people just know they could just tell that they, that they love what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been, we've been really fortunate with that, that I, you know, I try to hire people that are, it was easier when we were smaller to hire yeah. people that are connected to somebody, you know, yeah. and that they they'll vouch for. How many employees do you but, have? Uh, we have right now, I think it's like 28 employees, something like that. And then with Camilla's yeah. another, it'll be another, yeah, <laughs> maybe 20 or yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that, do you see any challenges in running too that, you know, like have you sat there and like, I always say, what keeps you up at night? Yeah. I mean, is, has that been, is there anything that you're like, oh my God? I, I think it's the unknowns. I mean, it's the, it's the, what does that look like when, you know, you've got two brick and mortars running, you know, and multiple food trucks running at the same time. We like, we're just, we're just kind of, mm-hmm. we just kind of don't know right now. I mean, the, the plan is to have like a whole separate staff for Camillus um, right now our North Syracuse staff is most people who work in North Syracuse, not all of them, but most of them also work on the food trucks. Some of them mostly do food trucks and do North Syracuse a little bit, or some do mostly North Syracuse and work on the trucks a little bit. But like we have that interchangeable kind of staff there um, where the plan with Camillus is that it'll be a mostly like they'll be at Camillus. That'll be their job, you know? Um, so I, I think doing it that way, it'll be a little bit easier for us to manage um, when food truck season starts. And then we have, you know, we can't take people from a, another restaurant yeah. that's only been open for five, six months at that point. You were really early in the food scene, the food truck scene, you know? Yeah. From, I mean, you know. Uh, when we started, there was, maybe there was like five food trucks in Syracuse or something. I think we're just like 50 now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's it's, uh, it's definitely yeah. blown up. It's It's been... Um, it's been really cool to see like the progression of, of all the different styles of food and different kinds of trucks. And like, you know, I mean, there, there are some really, really talented food truck owners out there, um, that I'm, that I'm fortunate to call friends that, that just, just do great stuff. We've seen probably, uh, two or three in the last month and a half that Mm -hmm. have, you know, are planning or starting or finishing. You're in that process. Do you see this scene getting bigger and bigger? Because yeah. I think a lot of people are pivoting a little bit. I know we have a major chain that is actually, they have a great product, but they're pivoting because they're they're saying they've seen the takeout, they've seen mm-hmm. the trends, they've seen the online ordering, and yeah. they've sit there and maybe this quick serve, but yeah. still quality it's changing. food. It's yeah. changing. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I do. I think that I think that it'll continue to grow. I, I was before the pandemic saying that we might have been hitting like that point where like, I don't know how many more the area can support. Um, but I think that because there's this big shift to take out, 
there's this big shift to to not sitting down and eating at a restaurant anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I can only see the popularity of food trucks yeah. continuing to to you know expand. I live out east oh. and in the suburbs, and I, we had one a couple of weeks ago. And after we got done, I asked him. He goes, and he told me the number. And I'm like, yeah. In from eleven to eight o'clock at night, you did that. And he goes, yeah. Yeah. And he goes. We'll be coming back. And I'm like, it's, I think that's where I think I see a little bit more growth is, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the city's great and this, the vibe is awesome, but maybe mm-hmm. on the weekends or maybe, you know, some night, you know, like, yeah, um, I mean, there's so many places to go. That's the thing. Like if, yeah. if there's 50 food trucks and there's 50 different towns, I mean, yeah. who cares? I mean, right. there's, and there's so many events and they're normally, yeah. <laughs> there's, right. there's so many events and festivals and, and little, little concerts that like, a um, you know, a, a town or a village might have a concert in the park, mm-hmm. but you're going to get a hundred, 200 people at that, at that event. If like yeah. the food is part of that and they're going to eat at the truck, the trucks are going to do really well, Yeah, you know? Um, so it's just, there's so many things out there. And I mean, that doesn't even scratch the surface cause there's private catering. There's, um, and then within the private catering, there's, there's corporations, there's graduation parties, birthday parties, weddings, mm-hmm. um, food trucks at weddings are, are like a massive trend right now. Um, because you don't, you don't get any fresher than somebody cooking your food on site. Yeah. Like, I, you know, not to offend anybody, but people no. don't want rubber chicken at, no. at yeah. weddings anymore. Yeah, like, and you're overpaying for, for it. Yeah. You know, I went to a graduation party and I was like, wow, like, it was so nice. You just sit there and, you know what I mean? Oh, I'll try this one. I would have never yep. tried some of that stuff that yep. was, that I, I would go to a restaurant and order, but it was there. I tried it yep. and I was like, this is good. Do you see any more trends in that like type of catering? Cause that's got to come back. I yep. mean, I would imagine if everything goes to plan mm-hmm. next year should, it'll take us a little bit to ramp up to get back to normal. But yep. do you see any other trends of, you know, food or events that you guys could morph into with your trucks? Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, so it's already kind of like open, like, you know, that the, you can, you can set up a truck pretty much anywhere as long mm-hmm. as, you know, on private property, as long as you have permission to do yeah. so. But like you can go to breweries, you can go to coffee shops, ice cream shops. Uh, you can go to, you know, if there's towns that want to have you for concerts, if there's, you know, there's just, I mean, there's just everything. I mean, yeah. it's, um, I think on the, the catering aspect, I've, I've seen a huge shift in the amount of, of, just food trucks at weddings in general, like I don't see that kind of going away anytime soon. I, I think that it's that mm-hmm. I just don't think you can beat it. Yeah. You know, the the price point is lower for couples, the quality is higher. I, I mean, where where do you go wrong? Right, you and know? it's and in some cases it's it's unique and it's better. Exactly, and it's something. So you know, for us, for having wood fire pizza at a wedding, I mean, that's a that's an extremely unique thing. You know. Um, I think it's it's obviously gaining popularity because that's why we're doing so many weddings. But um, it's just a it's just a cool thing. I wish I had it at my wedding. I mean, yeah. I, I I feel like I missed a huge opportunity there to yeah. have wood fire pizza at my <laughs> wedding. But your twenty um, fifth wedding anniversary. That's what you yeah, should do. Yeah, you know what yeah. I, mean? yeah. I, I think I already said that to my wife. I was like, <laughs> we have a we have like a wedding big anniversary thing. We're getting a getting a food truck. Yeah. So do you ever look back? Trucks. Yeah. Do you ever look back now and say, yeah. wow, I never thought this was going to be, you know, I thought I'd have one and, you know, do you ever uh, look pretty back much every day. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I never would have imagined we'd be where we are to, to be honest. I mean, a, a restaurant was kind of always like the long-term goal. So like I, I could definitely have seen having a restaurant, um, 
but it's it's just like I, we've been really fortunate with with our customer base and our and the people who enjoy our food and want to seek us out and want to come to our restaurant and and want to you know be part of that experience with us so mm-hmm. um you know it's it's been awesome i uh i i definitely don't don't know that i that i saw yeah you know this this mm-hmm. in 2020 yeah. having multiple trucks and and opening a second restaurant but. you're and you are very fortunate because there's a lot of restaurants that that weren't in the position that you were in and mm-hmm. you know um the owner of our company dicko you know save for that rainy day mm-hmm. you know treat customers like they're your family yeah you know and it sounds like you've done all those steps to make sure that you're you're stronger coming out of this than yeah than i mean we you know we try to we try to make sure that everybody has a good experience and that if they don't if if anything ever isn't good that we that we take care of it that we yeah. that we you know make sure that that we if they were unhappy we we fix the problem we get them we get them back in to 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 impress them the second time yeah. you know okay. um any advice for somebody thinking about doing a food truck you know like sitting there listening really? to this right now and saying you know what? I, I could I could do that. Yeah. Any advice? Uh, research, research. Talk to owners. Talk to talk to current operators. Um, you know, there are a lot of things that work in food trucks. There are some things that don't work in food trucks. There are things you know, just like restaurants. There are some concepts that work. Some concepts that work in certain areas and won't work in other areas. You know, uh, talk to the operators. That's I mean, that's what I did. I when I when I got started, I talked to to local truck owners and and tried to pick their brain and kind of kind of see what i could learn learn from them to get going good well thank you very much for being on the gear hearts podcast and i appreciate your time and and good luck in the future thank you well there it is everybody thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the gear hearts podcast if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review to let us know what you think of the gear hearts podcast Well, that's it. We're going to catch you next week right here on the Gear Horse Podcast.